The Green Bay Packers didn't play on Sunday. We saw them lose on Thursday to the Tennessee Titans. And that means that the season is getting close to over. We can go back and look at one point in the season and say this could very well have been the turning point in the Green Bay Packers season. And what's more, given the wide open nature of the NFC, one decision may well have prevented the Green Bay Packers from reaching their full potential this season. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy and just for being a Locked On Packers listener, you can get a deposit bonus up to $100 when you use the promo code Locked On. You put in $100, they'll give you $100 when you use the promo code Locked On with Prize Picks. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. For those of you who can see me on YouTube, clearly not in my normal setup. Um, I am I am uh, traveling for the holidays, so um, I hope that that you are getting to do the same. I hope that you get to be with your uh, loved ones this time of year and, and really as, as often as you can be. Um, that is an, an important thing. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff on today's show. Um, and I want to circle one particular decision that was made. And the, the Packers are are four and seven for a number of different reasons. Some offensive, some defensive, some personnel, some fluky, some unlucky, some schedule-y, some, some just random. Taylor Heineke completes a pass with his eyes freaking closed. Like sometimes weird stuff happens. But I think you can trace a lot of the malaise of the middle of the season back to one decision. And that is the decision that was made by the organization before the season not to have the bye week after the London game. The Packers decided to have the bye week later in the season. Now, they didn't pick later, but they picked not then. And what that would mean is the late bye which when we saw it come out, we're like, okay, perfect, week 14. That's the perfect time to get your late buy. You get a little rest and you make a late push. LA, Miami, Minnesota, those are your tough games. Bang. Well, it turns out, Tennessee, much tougher opponent than anticipated. Philadelphia, much tougher opponent than anticipated. And then, of course, you lose five games in the middle of your schedule where you were not expected to lose any of those games except the Buffalo game. The Packers were expected to go in and they were favorites in four of those five games. And yet they lost to the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders, and the Lions. We're gonna talk about some of this in relation to the NFC coming up in a little bit. But the decision to not 
take that buy ends up being incredibly consequential. Let's set aside the Aaron Rodgers injury for a second, though I think that's important and we're going to talk about it. The Packers go to London and they lose to the Giants in a game where you're you're winning and you're dominating the first half. It's 20 to 10 at halftime. You don't score offensively in the second half. Can't happen. Can't happen. The defense falls apart in the second half. It is as bad a loss as the Packers to that point had had in the Matt LaFleur era. It's just inexcusable. But I said all week, weird things happen in London. I said the Packers should go out and they should beat the Giants. But weird things happen. Sleep schedules, biorhythms, travel, all that stuff makes this weird in a way that it wouldn't be weird in most other situations, right? And then this has at least two-part consequences because then they come out against the Jets, a team that they expect to probably boat race. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game, we didn't take them as seriously as we should have. Quinn and Williams eats them up. Brees Hall eats them up. But this is a game that was 3-3 at halftime. So even with the slow start, even with the lack of energy, and I said after the game, you could tell after the first drive, the Jets were way more into this game than the Packers were. Okay, but then talent should win out. Superior coaching should win out. The superior quarterback play should win out. It didn't. Well, it's not hard to make the case that that is because this team was still recovering from a trip to London and having to go play a football game and then come back, get no rest, get right into game planning for the Jets in a game that is weird, out of conference, not a, not a really a rivalry game of any sort. And so you're just expected to go out and, and be engaged for this. And meanwhile, the Jets are this young, hungry team trying to make a name for themselves, and they would love nothing more than to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. It's sort of like the old back-to-back in in basketball where it's just like, this is a schedule loss. Well, if we didn't own the Jets, we're going to be a better team than they turn out to be, um, or a better team than we thought they would be. This would have been more predictable to see. Still, I think 27-10 to 10 is pretty embarrassing in ways that it shouldn't have played out that way. But for the Packers, it is understandable to come back from London and just not have the gas to close out or come back in this case and meet the energy of a team that is young, that didn't have to play in London the week before, and and is trying to come out and make a statement. The next week, Washington. Packers have a 14-3 lead in that one. They come out and they do the thing that we expect them to do, 3-3, three and three, backs against the wall. They're trying to get back in the NFC thick of it. And they come out and they start really strong against Washington. Second half, can't sustain it. Offense, defense, weird things happen at the end of the game. Taylor Heineke completes a pass with his freaking eyes closed. And you can't get right. I don't know. Is any of that related to the fact that in you go to London, you come home and play this weird game, and now you you have to go to Washington and play a hungry commanders team. Could that be part of the deal? Then you have to go to Buffalo. That's a loss anyway. And then you have to go to Detroit. Three straight road games. Now, there's no way they should have lost to Detroit, and, and so, certainly in such inglorious fashion, scoring nine points against the worst defense in the league. Now, Detroit has played better over the last month, 
They get a really big win on Sunday against the Giants. They did to the Giants what the Packers were were supposed to do to the Giants, what we thought the Packers were going to do to the Giants and didn't. And so the, the, the Lions are in the position that they, they should be, given the way that they played. They're in second place in the NFC ahead of the Packers because the Packers have that extra loss and the Bears are at the bottom of the conference where we expected them to be. Now, part of that is Aaron Rodgers, inconsistent, the injury. So this is where we come back to the injury. The Giants is when that injury happened. We don't still don't know what exactly the injury to the thumb was. I thought Matt LaFleur very smartly after the game and then in subsequent interviews said, look, I don't know how I can blame the thumb for the Aaron Rodgers inaccuracies in the second half against the Titans when just five days before that, he had his most accurate game of the season with the same injury. That's, that is as fair as fair can be when it comes to your head coach. He's not making thumb excuses. Aaron Rodgers is not making thumb excuses, but what Rodgers has said is the only thing that's going to help it is rest. Well, you're not going to get rest until you have to go to Philly and to Chicago to play these teams. And then finally you can rest that thumb. Well, what if after the Giants game, you get the rest you need and you can play the Jets off a of bye and maybe, you know, who knows how all of the, all of the algorithms that go into setting these schedules, who knows how it could have changed all the systems that go into place and maybe it wouldn't have made sense to play the Jets, like whatever, that's fine. The point is, what changes if you're able to fully recover, Aaron Rodgers is able to get his thumb fully back. And now you can process this loss, make some changes. And because the Packers did in the last few games, they made they made some changes. Like we saw them use run blitzes against Tennessee to stop the, the boot game. That's something that after the Giants game would have been really useful. They could have used it against the Jets. They could have used it against the Bills. They could have used it against Washington. And, and you could just say, well, Joe Barry, maybe you should have thought of that before. Like after the game, they went, we didn't know they would use boots and, and play action rollouts so often. And it's like, well, that's like the whole Giants passing game. So like, did you watch the tape of them before that? Like, presumably you scouted the team before that. That is part of the, the, the job. It's weird that you were surprised at how often they did a thing that they do as often as any team in football. But maybe the extra time would have made that easier. Now, the fact that you, you need that. I think says some damning things about this coaching staff. And there are some questions. We're going to talk about the Joe Barry of it all at the end of the show. But I think it's worth saying, okay, you could, you could, you could self-scout a little bit more effectively with the extra time. Now, the Packers are going to get a bye week in week 14 in a season where it's kind of who cares. Now, for me, I'm looking at that going, okay, well, next two weeks, win or lose, who cares? After the next, Aaron Rodgers can have the next two weeks. Then you have two weeks to get Jordan Love ready to play the last four weeks of the season because this is a team that's not going anywhere in all likelihood, unless you win the next two, which maybe you do, maybe you don't. Not like the Eagles lit the world on fire on Sunday. This is part of the conversation we're about to have about this wide open NFC. And like it, your whole season might have changed by one decision. 
because Aaron Rodgers' thumb might get a little bit better, because you might self-scout a little bit better, because you might have extra time to get Christian Watson up to speed or Sammy Watkins get healthy. Like There are a lot of things that could have been different if they had done that one thing. Now, of course, this is all hindsight. You don't know in the moment that that's what's going to happen. But that decision right now looks like it is looming pretty large over this season right now. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and more. I love Total Wine. And I I have to make a pilgrimage every so often because it's you stock up because the prices are great. You go out and, and you fill your cart. It's a wonderful thing. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from their friendly gods. And all of this with the confidence knowing you found something special for the lowest price. That is the key. Love what you find and find what you love only at Total Wine & More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Go to TotalWine.com to learn more. I am always on their website like, oh, do they have this? Do they have this? I want this. Do they have this? What's the price of this? Let me check it out. Total Wine & More. Drink, drink responsibly and be 21. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most, to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports today. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Here's why this is all annoying. Who is good? Who is good? The Packers go out and they beat the Cowboys last week. They have the stinker against the Titans and the Cowboys beat the daylights out of the Vikings 40-3. to And I was talking to our pal Marcus Mosher who was on the show a couple weeks ago about the Cowboys and we we came to this conclusion that this, this year more than ever, this is a league predicated on matchups. And it's week to week and it's like, okay, are the Bills good? Are the Chiefs good? Are the Eagles that good? Are the Cowboys that good? Are the Vikings... Like, you go around the league and you just go, wow, who, who's, who's actually good? And even right now in the NFC, it's not like the Packers are out of it. Now, they're, they're down the list, to be sure, at four and seven. But they're not, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Now, okay, you know, the commanders... Six and five. That's that's the top of the, the postseason charts right now. The Falcons are ahead of them. The Lions are ahead of them. The Cardinals are ahead of them. Part of that is the, the Lions and the Cardinals have played one fewer game, so one fewer opportunities for losses. But the Lions beat the Packers. The Commanders beat the Packers. They're ahead of the Packers in the standings. Of course, at six and five. The Giants beat the Packers. They're ahead of the Packers at seven and three. Those are games that the Packers were favored in games that they should have won. Now, should have is a tricky phrasing in the NFL because I don't know who should do anything. Should is based on our perception of these teams. And ultimately, you are on the field what you should be because your play on the field is what you are. That's all you have. Now, wins and losses, not always indicative of what you are. But we're talking about a Vikings team that's 8-2 and two with a negative 
point differential. The Vikings are 8-2 with a minus 2 point differential. The Eagles are 9-1 with a plus 80 point differential. The Cowboys are 7-3 with a plus 84 point differential. And the Giants are 7-3 with a plus 1 point differential. So this is a weird season. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 3-7. They've got a plus 11 point differential. That's the same point differential as the Miami Dolphins, who are 7-3. The opposite record. That is a better point differential than the Tennessee Titans, who are plus 8, who are 7-3. And, and the Buffalo Bills are 7-3 with a plus 107 point differential. Their point differential is 40 points better than anyone else in the AFC. And almost 30 points better than anyone in the NFC. And yet, if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't even have the number one seed in the AFC. This is one of the most unpredictable and bizarre seasons that we have had in a long time. And that makes the Packers and their inability to play to their potential all that more frustrating all that more disappointing and ultimately all that more waste of the prime of your best players. Another season where you're in cap hell, you have Aaron Rodgers, you've got Kenny Clark in his prime. You've got Jerry Alexander in his prime. You know, I had, I got a tweet from someone who was like, where's your, and he, I think he was half joking, but also earnestly like, where's your, the Packers are wasting Christian Watson's prime tweet. And that's because Christian Watson is great right now. This is a rookie receiver. If Christian Watson continues to be this good, he's going to get a lot of money in three, four, five years. Probably three years. And that's going to make things a lot harder. This is your opportunity. Aaron Rodgers is much more expensive coming up. He's relatively cheap this year, relatively cheap next year. May not be on the team next year. May not be on the team in two years. And if he is, he's going to cost a hell of a lot. This was a great opportunity in the NFC in a wide open league to go do something, to go do what you couldn't do the last few years for whatever reason, and in part because terrible matchups. The 49ers were a terrible matchup for the Packers. Or two years ago, the Buccaneers were they were the Buccaneers were an awesome team two years ago when they beat the Packers at Lambeau. 49ers were an awesome team three years ago when they beat the Packers in the playoffs. That 49ers team was better. I think the Buccaneers on a neutral field, probably the better team two years ago. I thought at Lambeau, I thought, you know, all of the, the I don't know, narrative momentum, all that stuff. The, the MVP resurgence of Aaron Rodgers, I thought that was going to carry the day. I thought, I thought the matchup was good enough. I liked a lot of that. The Packers were certainly better than the 49ers, but that's just a bad matchup. Who is that team this year? The Bucs stink. Packers already beat the Bucs. 49ers, I don't know. The 49ers might not even make the playoffs. Who knows? They play tonight. We'll see. I like the Cardinals with the points in that game. Who is the team that you're supposed to be afraid of? If you're the Packers. It's the Eagles, except, I don't know, the Eagles lost to the Commanders. The Eagles almost lost to the, to the dead-in-the-water Colts with an interim head coach. So, where are the teams to be afraid of? Even if you're the Packers right now, you're going, I don't know, we can beat all these teams. Like, I don't think the Packers could have beaten that 49ers team. That 49ers team 
was just better than them. And the Vikings team even, or the, the Buccaneers team in the regular season beat the daylights out of them in what I thought was an aberration game. And, and Aaron Rodgers said as much. And, and for the rest of the season, it looked like one. And, and I think the NFC Championship game proved it was an aberration game if Kevin King doesn't grab the jersey of um, the, the, the Buccaneers receiver on third down on a pass that Tom Brady airmails. Packers have a chance to have the ball with a chance to go win the game and go to the Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers just takes off and runs, Packers have a chance to tie the game and win in overtime and go to the Super Bowl. That that was a game that they could have won against a team that was not head and shoulders above them. They proved that. Who are the teams? Like the Packers, they could win or lose to anyone in the league. Who is head and shoulders above them right now? Who is the team where you just go, yeah, they, they, they can't hang? They hung with the Bills. That game should have been 27-21 with the chance for the Packers at the end to go win. That should have been a one-score game, but OPI nonsense. I don't know. The Chiefs, up and down, they've had their own issues. Certainly in the NFC, who is the team in the NFC that looks unbeatable? There isn't one. And that makes all of this all the more frustrating for the Packers. All right. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You don't have to play against me. You don't have to play against your friend George. You don't have to play against the, the shark down the street who's got algorithms and, and plays 500 lineups and is just going to outmath you. You don't have to do that because all you have to do is beat the prize picks projection. Say Aaron Aaron Jones rushing yards. You think Aaron Jones is going to have more yards than that? Or you think he's going to have less yards than that? Easy. Say so. Put him with another player. Let's say Christian Watson. Receiving yards. Bang. You've got a prize picks lineup. And you can win up to 10 times your money if you are right. If they produce more or less. And you nailed it. So... Not just football, basketball, baseball, which we'll have to wait a little bit for. Golf, Euro basketball, MMA, boxing, cricket, disc golf, all that stuff. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign in and play Daily Fantasy the way it was meant to be played. And you can use the promo code Locked On just for being a Locked On Packers listener. Use the promo code Locked On and you can get 100% deposit bonus. Bonus. You put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks when you use the promo code locked on. You put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks when you use the promo code locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On Sports today. It's my show. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. The biggest stories in sports, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. There's been some discussion about Joe Barry and what the, what is the proper timeline for his termination? And it, it sucks. Um, Joe Barry is a person. The team seems to like him. The player seems to like him. That's not a reason for him to continue to be the Packers defensive coordinator if they don't think he is the best man for that job. Tom Silverstein intimated that it was bad for business firing him midseason. I don't know why that would be. Teams do that all the time. I don't know why a defensive coordinator who sees the Packers do that would be any more turned off than in any other situation. Um, but I think that for the Packers, you have to make this job as appealing as possible. I don't think it's going to be a hard sell. Now, can you convince a college coach like Jim Leonard, for example, 
to leave what could be big money to be a college DC. College DCs, by and large, make more than NFL DCs, although the Packers paid Mike Pettin a pretty penny. He's one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in the league in Green Bay. They were willing to open the checkbook for him. Whether or not that was the smart move, look, I think reasonable people can disagree on that one. Um, can you can you convince Vic Fangio to come back? Or does he want a head coaching job? He's reportedly a consultant right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Packers bring in Aubrey Pleasant, who's a respected defensive backs coach. Could he get a chance to come back and coach this defense? Not out of the question. I don't think there's a reason to say they couldn't make a move in season, but there's no rush. There's no rush. This team is not a playoff team right now as currently constructed, and I don't think a defensive coordinator change is going to change that because the offense isn't good enough right now either. So I don't think it matters when a move is made provided a move is made. So I think that's an important distinction. It doesn't matter if it's now or January, just as long as it happens by January. I, I don't think there is anything Joe Barry can do in games that don't really mean much between now and the end of the season that will change the minds of those people who think he should no longer be the defensive coordinator. Now, the only person whose opinion on that matters really is Matt LaFleur. Does Matt LaFleur think Joe Barry should not be the quarterback of this defense? It doesn't seem like he is coming off that hill so far. He said a couple weeks ago that he had had no thoughts of making any kind of changes. That's crazy to me, but but Matt LaFleur is a football guy. He's a loyal guy, and Mike Patton was not fully his guy. Joe Barry was. Did he make that move out of the, the feeling of, of necessity in terms of trying to get a guy who had experience? It seems like that's what happened. Is he emboldened now to be a little bit more uh, risk forward with his next selection? Maybe. I don't know. Should, if you're Brian Gutekinds and Mark Murphy, you go to Matt LaFleur and do what the Rams front office did with Brandon Staley and say, you know, find find your next Brandon Staley or find your offensive Brandon Staley or whatever it is? I mean, I think that that's a reasonable thing to go to Matt LaFleur and say, look, we believe in you as coach. Go find the next guy. Go find the Matt, the next Matt LaFleur. And, and it's like, you know, you, you tell Sean McVay, go find the next Sean McVay and you find Brandon Staley. Go find the next Brandon Staley. Well, that's pretty hard. But look, it looks like he found a pretty good defensive coordinator, even if you're talking about a retread coach who might just be better as a, as a defensive coach. That might be the case. For the Packers, you want to empower this coaching staff, at least Matt LaFleur, to say, look, this is your show. Run it. And I don't I don't think Matt LaFleur is getting fired. I don't think there's almost any circumstances under which that would happen just because I think that they're going to give him the opportunity to play with a new quarterback. I think Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekinst, who have clearly made some moves that suggest they think that the organization could benefit from some more insurance beyond Aaron Rodgers. That's being generous. Um I think that they're going to give Matt LaFleur the the latitude to, to make uh, that work if he can. Now, Kenny, we'll see. 
That's a big question. But that is something that I think he will get the opportunity to do. Can you go out and find the right guy to lead this defense forward? What is a really talented defense? All these first round picks, big money invested in it. And maybe maybe some of these guys just aren't as good as we thought. But we see it in the flashes. We know that these guys are good. Can you find the right guy to maximize their abilities? Doesn't have to be this season because this season, unfortunately, doesn't really much matter. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. Zayu doing on Wednesday. We will have a show on Thursday on Turkey Day. Our crossover show will still happen with our Eagles friends. Um, but we will not be live on Friday. Um, you're going to have a break. Um, as of right now, I don't think we're going to have a Friday show. Maybe we will. If, there's, if, if people agitate loud enough for a Friday live show, we'll have a Friday live show. But as of right now, we're going to take a break on Friday. Um, let me know what you think about that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like after a game or on a Friday, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay. Locked on Packers.